0: We approach the word today. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this glorious celebration this morning of life. We look to the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of us to speak to us. We thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of our understanding, flooding our spirits with light, and strengthening us with glory and might. We give you praise ahead of time for it. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. amen. I want to speak to you today a message called His Indescribable Gift. His indescribable gift. Brenda looked at the text that we're going to look at this morning as well. In John chapter 3 verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How many of you believe in him this morning? Aren't you glad you have everlasting life? Now Jesus spoke of this gift that God gave and over in John chapter 4 and verse uh, 10, where it says, Jesus answered and said unto her, he's speaking to the woman at the well in Samaria, and he said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, give me to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And so, what God has given to us is the gift of God. Jesus is the gift of God. And the gift of God has so much to give living water, eternal life, peace, joy unspeakable, hope beyond the grave, every good thing, every blessing. And supernatural joy. And on top of that, He gave us right standing with the Father. In 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, or the ninth chapter, and the 15th verse, notice this verse with me. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. You know, that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about the gift. From the creator of the universe. This gift that God has given you and I is beyond our ability to tell it. The NIV version says it this way. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. His indescribable free gift given to us. Now all of us have received precious gifts from loved ones and various people throughout our lives. And those natural gifts are great and they're wonderful. But you know, you can describe those gifts. But the gift that I'm talking to you about this morning is indescribable. I mean, it is beyond our human nature to utter just how great and how good this gift is. Amen? The NLT says it this way, Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. Everyone say it with me. This gift is too wonderful for words. Philip's translation says this. Thank God then for his indescribable generosity to you. This is the greatest gift that has been given or ever will be given. You know, I think about this. This story is told of, you know, a a lady, you know, she told her husband that she had a dream. and, And she dreamed that he bought her a diamond necklace for Christmas. And the husband responded positively to her dream by bringing her a beautifully wrapped gift. And she eagerly tore into that gift, opening the wrapping to see her diamond necklace. And all she found was a little book. It was titled, How to Interpret Your Dreams. (laughs) that's that's not the kind of gift we're talking about today this indescribable gift to know that this gift is yours it really ought to lift you up you know the angels were really bewildered when they said what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him you have made him just a little bit lower than the angels literally elohim Mankind, created in the image and likeness of God, who has received this glorious gift, the angels looked in awe at why and what is man. You know, that ought to cause you to rejoice in the Lord your God. That maybe even ought to cause some of you to raise your hands and thank God for His indescribable gift. Amen? Now look over at John chapter 3 and verse 27. John three twenty-seven says this, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given to him from heaven. How many of you know you cannot receive what's not been given? But let's take it a step further. You can't enjoy the free gift that's been given until you receive it. And much of the church world is praying for God to give them something that he's already given. Or to do something that he's already done. That's why Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. He prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light, that they may know some things, that they may know the greatness of his power, that they may know the wonderful hope of his calling. You see, what has been given to you and me is a free grace gift. It wasn't earned, it wasn't merited, and it certainly wasn't deserved. Say it with me, it's a free gift. gift. I believe that you and I should be mindful that there are things that have been given. Righteousness has been given. How many of you know that healing has been given? Your healing has been bought and paid for. As a matter of fact, healing is the children's bread. Your redemption has been given. He's not about to redeem you. He has redeemed you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has been given. He came in a rushing mighty wind on the day of Pentecost. This great counselor, this great strengthener, this great intercessor has been given. He is the gift given freely. And you know what? You don't have to live better to earn it. You would have never gotten this gift on your own. I'm just here to announce to you today that he got it for you. you. Say it with me. He got it for me. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that we have everything that we will ever need in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians, for example, in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3, he said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Second Peter chapter 1, in verse 3 and verse 4, notice this with me, it says, according as his divine power has given to you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of God, through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Now notice with me in verse 4, I think we have it up there. Verse 4, read it with me. Well, that's the wrong translation, but that's okay, let me read it. Verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, That by these, you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Notice with me, we have been given exceeding great and precious promises. Now to partake of those promises, we need to open up our heart and receive the engrafted word. And as we receive the engrafted word, we are able then to partake of that which that word contains. Amen? One of the greatest and most glorious things that God's word contains is life. There is life in the word of God. His word is full of life. His word is full of health. And did you know this? That when you feast on his word, great joy comes into your soul. You know, Jesus said this. He said over there in one of the gospels, he says, These things have I spoken unto you that your joy might be full. And so Jeremiah said it like this. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name. So these promises that have been given are exceedingly great. They're exceedingly precious. I welcome his word in my heart. How about you? So there is nothing that you will ever need in life that is not already in him. Somebody says, well, it's in him. What good does that do me? Well, are you not in him? Are you not in Christ? Is Christ not in you, the hope of glory? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21 says it like this. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. All things are yours. When did you get all things? We got it when we got the gift. Every bit of it. Now look at Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans the eighth chapter, the thirty-second verse. Let's let's get the King James version up. I use the King James so that we can read it together. Praise the Lord. This is the new King James. We'd like to get the King James version up there. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, we'll just wait just a minute. Somebody say glory. glory. Romans 8, verse 32, it says, He that spared not his own son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us? Freely give us all things. So, if he was ever going to withhold anything, it would have been Jesus that he withheld. Your healing, your provision, your hope is all in him. It's in him glory to God. It's an indescribable gift. It's a gift too wonderful for words. It's all wrapped up in Jesus. Amen. Now let's look over at another verse here. In uh, Second, We sing about this song. It's a great song. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. It says here, for all let, let's wait till we get it up there. All right. Let's let's look at the King James Version, if we could. This is the new King James Version. We want to look at the King James Version, if we may. Everyone smile. <laughs> Praise the Lord. King James. Okay, thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Now notice this verse in 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. It says, For all the promises of God in Him are maybe. No. Is that what it says? No. For all the promises of God in Him are, we'll see. No. Is that what it says? No. no, no, no. For all the promises of God in Him are, you just... Never know. You just, you never know what God might do. And did you know that millions and millions of Christians believe that? Well, you just never know. God may wake up this morning and be in a bad mood and smite you with cancer. To teach you a deep theological lesson. You just never know when God may send a tsunami to the Bay Area. You just never know. You never know when God is just going to wipe out the Bay Area and the California is going to just dump right into the sea. No, that's not the God we serve. Destruction and famine and earthquakes are not a part of this indescribable gift. Earthquakes are not too wonderful for words. That which kills, that which steals, that which destroys is not too wonderful for words. It doesn't come under what James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variables or shadow of turning. Amen? Just mark this down. All of God's promises are yes, all of God's promises are precious, all of God's promises are good. All of God's promises are filled with life. And they are designed to bring you to a place of great peace and great joy. It says, for all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us I've just got to say this strong today the gift of God is a great big yes look at your neighbor and say the gift of God God. is a a great big yes what is this saying yes you are forgiven yes Jesus loves you yes you are healed Yes, He always causes you to triumph. Yes, you are blessed. Yes, you are righteous. Yes, you are delivered. Yes, yes, yes. Pastor Mark, can I have a great Christmas even though Uncle Buck and his tribe are coming over for dinner? Yes. (laughs) Can I get free of this addiction? Yes. Will I ever get to a place where I feel good again? Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Will I ever recover from the losses that I've experienced in my life? Yes, yes, yes. If you will get on the promises and stand on the promises of God's Word, the promises of God's Word will bring restoration, will bring freedom, will bring the things into your life that you absolutely need. Say with me, all the promises of God. They are yes. Yes. They are yes Yes. and and amen. Receive the big yes today. Just like Mary received when the angel came and notified her that she was going to be the mother of the master. She did not allow her mind to talk her out of it, she didn't lean to her own understanding. But what Mary said, even though she didn't understand it, Mary said this, Be it unto me according to the word of God. And you may be facing a circumstance in your life today where you don't know exactly how it came or why it came, but you looked into the word of God and you discovered an exceeding great and precious promises. Our response should be the same as Mary's was. Yes, be it unto me according to your word. Let it be in my life as you have said it. In your word. Amen. Raise your hand up and say yes. Yes. And amen. Amen. Be it unto me. According to God's word. Now listen folks. Jesus said freely you have received. Do we have any receivers in in God's house today? You know the Bible says that what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that you what? believe that you receive them or believe that you take them and what will happen? And you shall have them. See the receiving and the taking of them is our part. But the shall have them and the manifestation of them things that we believe we receive is his part. Now I've discovered this. If I will do my part in believing, I receive. If I will do my part in being a good receiver, God will always do his part and be a good deliverer or be a good manifester. Now, here's what Jesus said. He said, now, freely you have received. Has everyone received the gift of Christ today? Has everyone received this indescribable gift? Amen. Raise your hand if you have. So here's what he said. Freely, this means it didn't cost you anything. Freely you have received. Now do what? Say this with me. Freely I have received. So I will freely give. You see, what he brings to you is not just for you. It is meant to flow through you. We'll say that again. What he brings to you is not just for you, it is meant to flow through you. You see, out of our belly, out of our innermost being, is going to flow what? rivers of living water or we could say it this way rivers of life this life that we have received is a free gift and we are to enjoy it to its full but we are then to give this gift away and to let it flow through us you see we could say it this way our part in receiving this indescribable gift My part in this is then to go out and present this gift to others. We could say it this way. That we are gift-receiving facilitators. I'm a gift-receiving facilitator. What does that mean, Pastor Mark? That means that you and I can help others... Receive the gift. That's the joy of our salvation. It is a privilege to present the gift to others that has been given to us. Amen. And did you know that the world is hungry for what you have? Now they don't know what you have until you present to them what you have. They don't know how God, good, how good God is because they've heard some bad things about God. But oh, praise God, as a gift presenter, as a facilitator of life, you can bring words of life to people that are in the valley of the shadow of death. And this is one of the greatest joys of Christianity. We are not to be Dead Sea Christians. You know, the Dead Sea just receives a continuous flow of water, but it never, ever goes out of the Dead Sea. And I think sometimes in our lives, we get so blessed and so wonderfully encouraged by God's Word that it's so easy to forget about the people that are around us. Now look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And notice with me in In verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 5. This is an in him truth here. This is an in Christ truth here. It says now, therefore, if any man be in Christ, say with me, I am in Christ. Christ. And Christ Christ is in me. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is, what is he? I'm glad he didn't say he's an old buzzard. I'm glad he didn't say if any man be in Christ, he's an old sinner saved by grace. You probably heard the statement of people trying to be humble, didn't know they were being stupid. Saying things like, oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. You know, we sin every day. You know, when you're a new creation, you don't have to sin every day. You don't need to yield to sin every day. Now, if you do sin, you can confess your sin and you can get cleansing from that sin. But you see, we are not old sinners. We're new creations. I mean, you're either a new creation or you're an old sinner. We're not old sinners. We were old sinners. We got saved by grace. And now we are new creations in Christ. Christ Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. That means we don't have to yield to what we used to yield in the old life. Why? Because old things, including the old man is passed away. I said he's passed away. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. In other words, Old things are things from yesterday that we used to do, we don't need to do anymore because now we've received this indescribable gift who has made us brand new on the inside. Old things, they're passed away. And behold, or look, all things are become new. You can say you're a new creation, you can say you're a new creature. Because you've received the gift. It's an indescribable gift. I mean, you come along and you see people, maybe you go to a high school reunion 30 years later or 40 years later, and you walk in and they look like they're about 90. And you walk in looking like you're about 32. And they say, well, isn't that Brother George? What happened to him? I mean what's happened to him seems to be just indescribable too wonderful for words here we are looking 90 he's looking 30 I'm telling you that's the life of God on the inside of you glory to God new creation new creation Now, some of your old friends and some of your old buddies are trying to get you to do some of the same things you used to do. But you just tell them you're in a new family. You have a new father. You're a new creation and you don't do what you used to do because you've been crucified with Christ. Yay. Hallelujah. And Christ is living in you. He's the hope of glory. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things, they're passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Have you received that? Now, he goes on in the progression of verses 18 through 21 and tells us what we do now that we are new creations in facilitating this gift and in presenting this gift to others. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and he has given unto us the ministry of what? Say this with me. I am a new creation creation. with a ministry ministry. of reconciliation. reconciliation. This is not a preacher verse. This is a believer verse. Every believers are called into this ministry. This ministry of gift facilitators. This life-giving ministry where we give life away. Now notice verse 19. To wit. Now wit is an old English term. And the word wit there literally means to tell. To tell that God was in Christ... Reconciling the world to himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And he has committed unto you and to me the word of reconciliation. What is this saying? This is saying that all of us have a part in this ministry. That all of us are called to be gift facilitators. Hallelujah. I love what the Amplified says. Let me just read it to you for the sake of time. It says, It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up, not holding against men their trespasses, but he canceled them. And he has committed unto us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. And then in verse 20, in the Amplified, it says, So now we are Christ's ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? An ambassador represents another country. A diplomatic ambassador represents the United States of America to another country. You and I are diplomatic ministers of the highest order. We're representing heaven here on earth. And our message to them is, God's not uptight. God's not mad at you. God really, really, really loves you. And you can be restored and reconciled to favor with Him by simply opening your heart and receiving the free gift. In verse 20 again, it says, So then we are ambassadors. God making His appeal, as it were through our lives, we as Christ's personal representatives beg you for His sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered to you and be reconciled to God. For He has made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the very righteousness of God of God in him. Hallelujah. So we've been given the free gift. And everywhere we go, remember this, this Christmas season. Don't get so caught up in the things about the season. Remember what this season is all about. Don't so get so caught up in going out and buying presents and giving presents and going to this party and that party. All of those things are good. But be conscious of the fact that all around us there are people that need reconciliation. There are people that are hurting, that you and I, as representatives of heaven, we have healing to give them. Amen? There are people that are grief stricken, to where you and I can be those gifts representatives and bring a word of comfort to those that are downtrodden. You see, everywhere we go this holiday season, we can be like the super nice Sal's associate. Anybody ever been to a kind of an upper end department store where they had a, actually had a smile on their face? And it wasn't a scowl like, may I help you? I'm thinking, no, you may not. But you go into a place like Nordstrom, you go into a place like Neiman Marcus, you go into a kind of a higher end type department store and you will see people that are trained as part of their training. And their attitude is this, may I help you? And that's the way that we should be. Not something that is put on, but something that's real. Something that is based on the love of God for people. Can I help you? Can I help you receive today? Say me, I'm a gift receiving, helper, and facilitator. How many of you have gotten something in the mail that says, You've won? You've won. You and I are gift notifiers. A lot of times what comes in the mail and you hear on the phone is fake news. You didn't really win. They just want to get a hook in your jaw to buy their magazines or whatever the case may be. But authentically, we can tell people all around us, you have won. What do you mean? I've won. You've won. Someone died and left you an inheritance. Someone died and left you an inheritance. Here's what Gloria Copeland said about inheritance. She said, at the moment that I was born again, into the, at that moment, she says, I was born again into the richest family ever known. I was born into the royal family that owns and operates the universe. She said, I received an inheritance so vast, it'll take me all of eternity to fully comprehend it. What do you say? We be good receivers and good facilitators. I'm going to say it again. What he brings to you is not only just for you. It is meant to flow through you. And when you receive what he brings to you. And you let it flow through you. (laughs) It's going to increase in you. It's going to increase in you. The last scripture we'll look at this morning is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Say it with me. Thank God for His indescribable free gift. Declare this with me. All of His promises are yes and amen. Now notice in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says here, As every man has received the gift. That's you, and that's me. Even so minister the same one to another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this glorious, glorious time of year. I pray that you would open our eyes to those that are around us to those that we can minister to. Lord, reveal to us and show us by your Spirit those that would be open. Lord, thank you for placing words of life in our spirits to flow through us to others. We give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.